0: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Now, joined by Jason Shear, I am merely Mike Luke. Hello, Jason. How are you doing? Hello, Michael. How are you? Not too bad. All right. Let's talk about Arizona basketball first, being uh, now up to sixth in the nation. And I think this past week showed people a lot, including me, maybe you. You're smarter than me, so maybe it didn't show you. But that in college basketball right now, it's normal to drop two games, especially it's normal to drop two games against bad teams. It's how you come back from it. We've seen it with Kansas. We've seen it with UConn. I can keep going on and on down the list. Arizona is wherever you want to put them. They're one of the 10 best teams in the country. They're not without flaws, but they're one of the 10 best teams in the country.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is just the way college basketball is this year. Teams teams lose, and there's a lot more – yeah, at least it feels like there's a lot more losing with the good teams than there has been. I mean, Houston is coming off a home loss against Temple, which is way worse right. than any loss Arizona has. I mean, and, and no one's thinking that Houston's not one of the best teams in the country, but it's like you mentioned, how do they bounce back now? Like, do we look at the wins or do we look at the losses? And I think Arizona this past week showed that when they're playing well, um, they're a top 10
0: team in the country. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah, and you know, and everybody again has flaws too as well. We've seen that. Um, but I think one thing I'm curious to see going forward is Kylan Boswell has clearly moved into a regular spot in the rotation. Well, two of the peaks have certainly have kind of moved in. Is this uh Sean Miller always talked about tightening the rotation as the uh, season got, you know, came along. Are we seeing the peaks uh basically gonna be kind of, you know, uh when needed and Kylan Boswell obviously is gonna be playing twenty five minutes a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we saw it against UCLA, and you know, we both knew they're, you know, Dylan Anderson and, and Henry Vase are going to be fine basketball players, but they're not ready for the UCLA's of the world. And right. and if you want to win basketball games, they just can't play in those games. And there's going to be some games. Like I wouldn't be surprised if both of them get minutes against Washington State and Washington. It, it's just it's a different animal. But against those UCLA's or in the NCAA tournament, they're just they're not going to get minutes. They're not ready. They're not strong enough. And it's no knock on them. They're both true freshmen. Uh, Kylan Boswell's different. he's guard, um, it's less physical there. But um, I, I think we saw them in a tough
0: game against a really good team. This is a seven-man rotation. All right. Now, I'm going to give UCLA a little bit of credit before I make fun of their fan base. Um, first, UCLA is good. Um, I was reading what you were saying. By the way, if you're not on Wildcat Authority, get on Wildcat Authority right now. Uh, do you have any good deals going on here? Uh, not right now, but next week I believe we will. All right, we'll hop in right now though, because the good deal is getting to see more of Jason Shear. But right. UCLA, UCLA—I saw you uh, talking. Uh, I think might have been on Twitter, but uh, UCLA to me is the best team that Arizona's played all year. I'm go, uh They didn't play, you know, particularly well, but that—that's t- a game, and I get the UCLA doesn't have the big wins, but that's a team to me that is going to go that can go far in the tournament. And it's, going, it's a very good win for Arizona. I don't want people to try to minimize it. And it's a good win. No, I think UCLA is really good. My my
1: only point there was when you look at tournament resumes, I don't think UCLA is as good as Arizona's, but right. everyone points back to the losses. UCLA is a very, very good team. Um, they have their flaws, like we were talking about before. Their flaws are offensively, when, when one of the big two don't have a good game, what happens? Um, but that team is going to be a very difficult matchup for a lot of teams in March. And it's clearly one of the, the top 10 teams in the country. I don't think there's any doubt about it.
0: I figured it out why the UCLA fan base is so insecure about themselves. I figured this one out. It's because Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke don't view UCLA in that, in their category of that four right there. UCLA desperately wants to be included in that but the problem with UCLA and the fans don't want to admit this is you haven't won a title in 30 years. Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina Duke have won a lot of titles in that time. That to me, I think, is where some of the insecurity lies and in that they know that they aren't viewed by the other four as being in that at that party.
1: Yeah, that's a good reason. I mean, it, it's just to me, it's a I grew up in LA and it's just an LA thing. I mean, USC football's the the, the same way. It's it's just it's weird. I mean, they were like super, super defensive. And it's like it's it's okay. You lost a game, it's fine, but um you you hit the nail on the head. It's like they're just it was just sore losing and it still is. Like I had a guy coming at me yesterday. It's like I, I don't care. It was just I'm just curious about resumes and tournaments and stuff like that. And um it's it's when, when Arizona faces UCLA and Pauley, it's it's gonna be a big
0: deal to that fan base, I assume. All right, I want to get to some Washington and some recruiting here in a second, and we got to get to some coaching talk and football recruiting. But first, I mentioned the Four Peaks. Now, there might only be two Peaks playing for the U of A right now, but Four Peaks is still the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out. Show notes and link in the description. Also, you can go down to the Tempe location there and root against ASU or come to our tap and bottle watch parties and root for Arizona. It's really that cool. Check it out, Four Peaks, and I mentioned Tap and Bottle. Scott and Rebecca do a great job. We're gonna have an away game watch party coming up next week, is or a week after as well. Um, again, Four Peaks brew down there. Pizza, good times, good uh, camaraderie. Would love to see you all down there. All right, Washington for Washington, Washington State. To me, this this shouldn't be a, a season where Arizona. Um, or it shouldn't be a uh, a way where Arizona does not take these two teams seriously. I, if Arizona doesn't come out and play well and play focused, there's a bigger problem at stake because this was just two weeks ago that you got it handed to them. Yeah. And I think it was a clear message
1: at the end of the, the press conference the other day after Arizona beat UCLA, Tommy said, now we got the Washington schools and both of them got the better of us. And Arizona right. split that. Remember Arizona beat Washington, but they didn't play well. And I think that was a clear message to the players. Like, look, you know, these are two teams that really just outplayed us at McHale. And, and I, I would expect, I would be really surprised if Arizona doesn't come out focused. I, I think that the Washington State game especially is a bit of a message game because everyone keeps bringing up that game. And I think Arizona kind of has a responsibility to, to go out there and, and have an impressive win over Washington State.
0: All right, let's talk recruiting now. Um, Jamari Phillips is already in, already in top 25, top 30 kid out of Modesto. Um, he to me is an interesting guy and he's kind of the ideal player when you think about it, because I think he's a two-year guy. I don't think he's a one and done. He's clearly an NBA type talent, but he's also a guy that I think would be, will probably be here as a sophomore and he's probably going to be really, really good. Would you agree? Would you disagree? Yeah. I mean, he's really
1: good. There's a potential for him to be a one and done. You never know, but. Uh, I I say two.
0: Two is probably realistic. I don't see him being at at Arizona more than that. All right. Carter Bryant. What's the latest on Carter Bryant? Every time you come on, I have people that ask me, first question, what's the deal with Carter Bryant? Let him visit next month, and then
1: uh, let's just go from there. How about that? Is there (laughs) any... Arizona's leaving. He just has to get him on campus, and and he'll visit next month, and I don't expect the recruitment to go on much longer beyond that.
0: Is there any possibility... That the coaching staff feels very, very, very good about this recruitment right now, and might have some reason to feel good about it.
1: Uh, yes, I, I think that everyone involved with Arizona feels pretty good about this one.
0: Well, that's that's what we like to hear right now. Any other names? Any other names in the 2023 class, uh, 2024 class? People should know. Uh, Theory, uh The French
1: wing was on campus this past weekend uh, for the UCLA game. He's a guy where it's probably Arizona or G League. There's still ways to go in that one, but um, really, really, I mean, top ten type of talent. So he's he's probably Arizona's top priority on the board right now. All
0: right, I've, I've been asked this question quite a few times, and I don't know the answer to it because I don't quite know how Lloyd thinks on this. But if Kirk Creasea comes back next year, um, what 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 is that what is that lineup going to look like? Because Boswell's got to start, and I guess my only concern then would be if you've got Pella and kerr crease is starting you've got kind of two non-shooters you know uh what how does that lineup play out next year
1: mike you're asking me a question. i say i always say let everything play
0: out all right sorry sorry let i'm let getting a little bit play. ahead of yeah, myself i mean
1: it is it is a tough lineup boswell has to play who knows i mean maybe tommy goes with the two guard lineup maybe he goes boswell and kerr at the same time a little bit more it's it's hard to say without knowing every single like is does that include as you list like we we just it's tough to say and and I
0: always say that those Don't borrow trouble is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I will not borrow trouble, but this is your time to apologize to the local fan base to the AIA representatives about Cody Williams being named to the McDonald's All-American yeah, team. Yeah. Will you apologize right now, Jason? Um, no. Oh. Huh. all right. Well, I thought <laughs> that maybe if I led with that We'll There's a lot them. of McDonald's players that have
1: wound up not being great. Cody Williams is a solid. This is the biggest disagreement on a recruit that we have ever had by far. No, no, it's not. It's the second biggest. Who's the biggest? The one of the peaks. Dylan Anderson. Yeah, but I, I, I thought, yeah, okay. No, I think this is different. Are you biased against
0: Phoenicians? Yes. Okay, fair enough. They're That's biased. fair. Horrible. And he's yeah. just kidding. Don't you don't need to DM <laughs> me or anything about that. All right, now let's get over to some Arizona football here. Um, this, and I was talking about this yesterday, there's many reasons that Jed Fish gets it. By the way, Jed Fish coming on Friday at 4 o'clock, mark your calendars. But the thing, cruise rushing is a perfect example right here. I have no clue if cruise rushing is ever going to be, make the two deep on the team, whatever the case may be, DB out of South Point. But here's what I do know. He's got an athletic build. There's a potential. There's certainly potential there. He's a great kid. His brother's Elijah Rushing. It's very good for Sal Point as well. These to me are the no-brainer type moves that people like Rich Rod, people like Sumlin never got, that Jed Fish just crosses off immediately. It's very impressive.
1: Well, it's not like he's dead weight. Like he's not an right. awful player. Like they they legitimately think – he could be a special teams guy and a depth guy in his career um no one expects him to come out and be an all-american or all pac 12 but look he's a local kid south point his brother happens to be a really really good player right the kid himself isn't bad at all there's no downside to this move there's absolutely none the worst case scenario is that it doesn't work you still gave the south point kid a chance the best case scenario he's a solid player and you land his brother
0: all right now game time. Let's just say that you're not like Jason Shear and that you don't have your media seat set up. Mike Luke, by the way, was fishing for a media seat the other time and had to sit where the scorekeeper or where the official stat keeper was. So let's just say though that you're not one of us and you're like, "Man, I'd like to go watch Jason Shear watch the game." That's where you go to Game Time. You get 60% off these tickets and the great deal about Game Time is is that it's last second concerts Sports, you name it, game time has it. Check out the show notes and the link in the description and more furniture, morfurniture.com. So here's the deal if you got, let's say that you've got, uh, you know, you need to redo your house. Jason Shearer got a new house recently, it looks fantastic. And let's just say that you're like him and you're like, you need some furniture, morfurniture.com. Check it out, all kinds of good stuff right there. Did the PHNX studios, it looks great. All right, now. More recruiting news right now. Leviticus, sua, now. Leviticus Sua, the worst kept secret in the world, announces for the University of Arizona. Um, all of a sudden, that linebacking unit, and again, it's unproven. I get that. But it goes from looking like a real weakness last year to just having basically Jacob Manu to where you can make the case that it's the strength of the defense this coming year, Sheer.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the very least, it's a super big upgrade in athleticism and and overall ability. I mean, there's still some questions. We don't know if, you know, Flo is going to, you know, reach his potential. Daniel Himuli, same guy, needs to reach his potential. Um, Leviticus Sue is a freshman. You never know. But on paper, this is a really, really good group. Arizona has a clear upgrade. And you can make an argument that in Nansen's defense, the linebacker is the most important position which is why they went out and upgraded it and, and why it's so strong now.
0: All right. Any uh, any news on Gary Bryant? I know the ex-USC receiver, he was on campus. He'd be an ideal fit to replace uh, Dorian Singer. Um, Arizona feel pretty good about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if he doesn't go to Arizona, I don't think there's anything else Arizona could have done. Really, I don't. It's Arizona, UCLA, Miami's putting together a very strong NIL package to try to get him there, but... The visit went really well. Arizona's done a nice job here. If he doesn't go to Arizona, I don't think it's any fault of the coaching staff.
0: And what people got to remember, too, is that Arizona at the receiver position, that's one position you're not going to have to worry about with fish. You still got T Mac and Cowing, as we know. You got, excuse me, you got Mario Wilson coming in. You've got Kevin Green. You've got AJ Jones. There's another receiver in the class that I'm drawing a total blank on right now as well. Um, But the reason. Yeah. Dude, duh. Yeah. So the receiver, the, that position is going to be good. Now I want to talk about the quarterback, Braden Dorman. Obviously people have known that Braden Dorman is good, but he's kind of the forgotten four-star kid plays, plays incredibly well at the Polynesian bowl. He and Malachi Coleman, who is going to be a great, had a uh, multiple touchdowns together, but Dorman's a guy that He's kind of lot it's weird. You don't generally don't see four star quarterbacks to get lost in the shuffle. People are kind of forgetting about him a little bit.
1: Yeah, and, and I think part of it is because everyone knows he's he's not gonna play this season right away. And, and so people are not really looking that far yet. But Noah Fafita, I, I like him a lot. He's not a lock to, to be the starter when Jaden Delore leaves. Braden Dortman is really good. He's huge. Um, he can really throw it. He was he, he performed really well at the at the Polynesian Bowl. He's a legit four star guy. This is going to be a a very real quarterback competition once Janet Delore leaves.
0: I and I love the uh I love the way that Jed Fish has gone with the because it's difficult to get the kids out of the South, the really big guys that show up at Alabama and stuff like that. Or the, you know, I love his mantra though about going after the Polynesian kids or, you know, po- po- Polynesian ancestry to uh be able to uh you know fortify those lines. That's how you get Big Jonah. That's how you get Wendell Moe, that's how you get Kungaika, Uiaga Lele. It's really a unique niche that only about Utah has really carved out on the West Coast right now that Fish is doing. And it
1: was a clear plan because you don't hire Nansen, Kafusi and Jordan Papal if you don't want to recruit those guys. I right. mean, it, was, it was a plan from the beginning, let's go out and get the Polynesians. And Jetfish. All, often mentions how the Utah program is kind of the standard of where they want to be. Um, it's not a coincidence they're taking similar strategies but it is a you know when you look at linemen uh Polynesian linemen are going to be more likely to play right out of high school than than pretty much anyone because of their their size
0: and um it, it's it's a definite strategy and and it's clearly working so far you mentioned something too a lot of people are worried including me about the other offensive tackle spot but with the way the portal is right now It's going. Not that it's easy to get guys like that, but you made a great point. We were talking on the phone where you just said that. Look at it this way: you've got Alabama, or like a guy at Alabama or LSU or whatever who gets beat out for the second spot. He hits the portal, and Arizona can say, "Hey, listen, man, you can come right in here and basically start." You've got to. You got to have a sense that uh, that Fish and Fish and Company feel comfortable that they're going to be able to replace that spot right there.
1: Now, they like Sam Lange, but I would still be surprised if he's the guy. But people got to remember that with the transfer portal the way that it is, rebuilding a roster, building a roster for the next season doesn't end until April. I mean, it goes all the way until April. Just because the transfer portal is closed now, it opens back up. You're going to see another influx of guys at major schools who got beat out at certain positions. And like like you said, Arizona is going to be right there with – um, either a a flat out starting position at tackle or or an, an open competition for it.
0: Okay, now let let's talk about candle in here for a second. You might think to yourself, "Oh, you know what? I got everything I need." Not everybody has everything they need, especially you know kids. And, you know, when you're disadvantaged, you know, when you come from some more difficult situations, that's where Candleland.org comes in. Check it out. They help kids with supplies. They help, you know, just the basic needs that some of us take for granted. Check it out. Candleland.org does a lot of really, really good stuff. And Mountain Mike's Pizza. Great pizza. Oracle and Wetmore. Sheer has been there, if I'm not mistaken. I have. It's not bad. All right, there you go. So that means Sheer, William, Brad, Alice have both been there, and that means that if they both like it, they both go for it. You should go for it as well. Check it out, Mount Mike's Pizza, Oracle, and Wetmore. Great pizza, great stuff. All kinds of good stuff going on right there. Um, all right, now with uh, with uh, signing day co- or not with the uh, presser coming up here shortly or next week. Um, what do you think of this overall class, this overall recruiting class for U of A football? What is the first thing that kind of comes to your mind?
1: I think the biggest thing is I always look to see if it addresses needs. And I think this class clearly addressed needs. You know, Jetfish went out, upgraded linebacker, defensive line, et cetera, secondary. You know, did it address the, the fact that the defense wasn't good last season? It may not rank as high as the class, but I think that Arizona addressed a lot of needs. And it's a, it's a pretty strong class.
0: He's Jason Shear. Check him out on Wildcat Authority. He said he's got some more good deals coming up next week, but don't wait for those deals. Go ahead and get on there right now. Shear, as always, appreciate you, dude. Thanks for having me. All right. He's Jason Shear. I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.